Hi, everybody. Before we start the show today, I'd like to tell you about our Patreon page at patreon.com slash from the bunker. We have four tiers for you to choose from to support the show. The $1 a month tier includes this podcast commercial free, including this very commercial, plus an extra 10 minutes of show after our tagline. At the $3 level, you get everything at the $1 level, plus Sean's OK OK So weekly rant about all sorts of things every week. At the $5 level, you get the $1 and $3 uh, subscriptions, plus one sketch per month. And at the $10 level, you get everything at the $5, $3, and $1 levels, plus an extra sketch per month. So we really appreciate you supporting our show at any level. And uh, let's get on with the show. Now you can start. Start with the Are disclaimer. Are we disclaiming? Yeah, disclaim. Okay, I was wrong. <laughs> but the, I think the only person that was more wrong than me about Russia and Ukraine mm-hmm. was Vladimir Putin. Yes. I can't imagine a more catastrophic miscalculation. Like, I don't know. How, maybe because he's been isolated for a long time and maybe I didn't factor in mental illness. But the big, I think the worst part of this situation is he's trapped. He's a caged animal now. Like, he can't go back and say, oops, never mind, because then he becomes, it's a show of, of historic weakness mm-hmm. and shame when literally he was trying to do the exact opposite, create a situation where he would be lauded and revered forever by this powerful move to restore the Soviet Union. And not only is he not doing that, he would be going home with his tail between his legs saying, oops, never mind, my bad. So now he's got to double down. He's got to be, you know, what is it? What is he going to do? Turn Kiev, 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 thank Kiev you. into Aleppo? Or to Sarajevo, turn a beautiful, you know, first world modern productive metropolitan city in, into a, a bombed out war zone, and then he goes into the pantheon of immortals with Stalin and Mussolini and Hitler. Like he won't be able to leave the country now. Like he's now in a team with a uh, uh, league with Bashar al-Assad and Kim Jong Un. Like he's an international, not just pariah. But he could be, a, you know, this goes on any farther. They, they, these thermobaric devices and these cluster bombs, they're good, you know, but al-Assad hasn't left Syria, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, is it Bashar in Sudan? You know, when they had a, you know, he hasn't left there. Like, he won't be able to leave his country. Like, what, like, I think if someone were to whack him, I think that would be his easiest out of this because it's either humiliation or internal, like he's in quicksand right now. Like, you know, the thing with quicksand, the harder you fight, the, the worse it gets for you. Mm-hmm. Like, he's going to have to fight harder, and that's going to make his situation worse. That's going to galvanize the global community even more. Oh, John Mulaney is it? Do you know who John Mulaney is? The actor? The comedian? The comedian. The horse in the, ch- in the, in the hospital? Horse loose in a hospital. Right. He has a thing about quicksand. He's, he says, you know, when I was a kid, I always thought quicksand was going to be a much more serious problem when I grew up. Same here. <laughs> like, it was everywhere. It was. Quicksand. Everywhere. Welcome to this week's edition of From the Bunker with Jody Hamilton and David Shockey. Welcome to From the Bunker with their disclaimer at the top of the show from David But this David is only Shockey. a metaphorical bunker as opposed to the real bunkers. Right. Thousands, if not tens of thousands of people are taking shelter in right now. Very true. Um, if you need to email us, email us at info at front-the-bunker.com. Um, uh, and you can get us at patreon.com, which you heard at the top of the show before David's disclaimer. So there is that. 
We waited 24 hours for that? No. We did. Okay, you want five takeaways from the State of the Union? I want, yeah, I want six. Think on your feet. See yeah. if you can think on your feet and carve up another one. Go. Okay. He, first off, his stance on Ukraine has been now proven to be good. Um, he helped rally Europe. I was wondering why he was calling out all Putin's moves before Putin did it to make it even all the more obvious. First of all, it snatched the hand bone from his plate. Right. And it's like, okay, we are on to you. Mm-hmm. And, and we're letting everybody know. Before you do it. And which is... Which that is, our intelligence is on point. And, okay, so I've had Trump people that I know say, well, why didn't he, uh, why didn't Putin go in when Trump was president? Because he was afraid of Trump. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> he wanted Trump to continue weakening NATO and the EU. Trump was already doing the job for him. If Trump had another four years, he, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't even need to invade. Well, and the other thing that I posit is, okay, say, God forbid, and thank God I would be telling you this from Mexico if this had been the case. If Trump had gotten his second term, Putin goes, I want to get Ukraine. All right. He wouldn't have just let him go in and get Ukraine because that's not a good look. He probably would have, he probably would have helped him. This is what would have happened. The same intelligence coming over saying, hey, they're going to do a false flag video showing that Ukraine has attacked Committing Russia. atrocities or whatever. He would have not shown us that. He would not have told us or, or anybody in Europe that. He would have said, okay, let's keep it on the down low. And then Russia would have done it. We would have seen this video of supposedly Ukraine attacking Russia. And then Putin would say, hey, I got to go in and I got to defend myself. And, and then Trump the would Russians. have said, and Trump would have said, I can't stop him. He's just protecting himself. That's how that would have happened. Because he's strong and powerful. Well, and no, but you know, hey, his he, his country was attacked. Who am I to say he can't defend he himself? He got as much as he could out of Trump. Yeah. Is it arguable that he would not have gone in if Trump was still president? Yes, but for completely different reasons. He not because he's scared of Trump. He wouldn't no. need to because Trump is doing his bidding for him. Right. And and the fact of the matter is, and people are pointing this out, is Putin has brought the world together in ways we never thought would happen. When we have Switzerland no longer being neutral, neutral that's like what? Well, we have one more big arrow in our quiver. We could cut them off from the energy mar- international energy markets. I mean, that's that would affect everyone, but that would shut them down immediately. Like I don't know how much worse it's going to get for the people in Russia, most of whom are against this. Right, and until they're brave for all of a sudden a thousand people in the street become a hundred thousand. They don't have that many handcuffs. They don't have that many courtrooms or, or no, jail cells. No, seven thousand people have already been arrested. Yeah, but when it's a hundred thousand people in the street, how many people can you arrest? Right. No, I mean, 50 cities are doing protests across all of Russia. And uh, is it Yuval? What's the name of the general? I, I don't should, know. I should know his name. Oh, Sergei Lavrov is the No, no, no. The, the guy in prison. He, oh, he's yeah, in prison. yeah. Navalny. He's, Navalny. Yeah. Um, well, the thing that, that is, is interesting to me, Finland and Sweden are now going, hi, we'd like to join NATO, which wouldn't have happened. Before. No, it's 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 everything is happening. It's everything's becoming a self-fulfilling prophecy for him. And Germany, he, Ukraine's going to join the EU, and they now are. they have and, a, then, and now they have a real legitimate reason to join NATO. Before they didn't. Before it was seemed like an unnecessarily provocative act. Even friends I know said, you know, Ukraine shouldn't join NATO because it's unnecessarily stay provocative. Stay like Finland and yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, right. But now it's like okay, now we see why Ukraine needs to join NATO. And uh, I heard on the radio this morning that Germany is considering not getting any more oil and gas from Russia, which is what you were just talking about. If they say, we're not taking any more, and they rely on a lot of that. Like, they can't download stuff from Apple. 
They're right. not, they can't use like Apple Pay and PayPal and things like that. Like their lives are being, that sounds, maybe it sounds trivial, but no, they, everybody's daily lives. We're talking about 200 million people's daily lives getting disrupted in really fundamental ways. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I even don't soccer have... players, <clears throat> Paralympians. I mean, just Alexander, uh, I mean, uh, Ovechkin, mm-hmm. the most, the best soccer, the best uh, hockey player in the world mm-hmm. to say, you know, we need peace. The best tennis players in the world. I mean, there's only so many people that you can take incoming fire from before. You start getting weaker, and you're sitting at a table. You know that weird forty table feet shot. away from people. Is that He's, a COVID thing or an assassination thing? What's I he think more it might be about? a comp- compilation, a combination. Because okay. you notice he's looking a little doughier. I know he's looking kind of pale and old. Like the first time I've seen him, it's like, oh, he's not 54 anymore. Well, and and some people are saying it's Botox in his face, but that to me it looks more like steroids, which could be a COVID-related thing. So and said, steroids you say, make you, you crazy. His face looks what? He looks doughier. Oh, I thought he, I thought he looked gaunt. I don't know. What no, he no, looked. no. He looks poofy. Okay. Um, and if it's steroids, steroids make you crazy. I mean, you know, anabolic steroids, you're taking Not, a No, lot. no, no, no. Steroids that you take for swelling or other uh, COVID, like the steroids that you might take for COVID. Cortisone cream makes you crazy? No, 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 no. no. My sister was on Decadron. Okay. And it made her crazy. It's just the testosterone goes up, everything goes up, and you go a little wacko. I couldn't talk to my sister on the like phone. Like, he wakes up thinking, what? Like, what, what do I do now? Well, he's, uh, Fiona Hill's scaring the crap out of me. About the nuclear stuff? She knows because he doesn't care. He doesn't care. And the the uh, Ukrainian ambassador said to the Russian ambassador the other day, and I'm paraphrasing. He basically said, "Let's just cut to the chase where you're in a bunker and kill yourself." Because he referenced a guy in the 40s. From yeah, Germany. no, I, I, I heard that. Um, and I love that he said it to his face because somebody on Twitter, like when this first started, she it was a woman. She goes, "Can we just cut to the chase when you're in your bunker? Let's just get there. Stop killing people." I mean, I people. think one of one of the one of his security detail needs to handle this because uh, I think a coup you know, will maybe, happen before maybe a billion dollars deliver him either in handcuffs or in a bag to the U.S. embassy, and you get a billion dollars. Some, well, I know that the, the, jump on that. I know the Ukrainians are submitting paperwork to The Hague for war crimes because mm-hmm. of the cluster bombs and the things that are that are against the law. But even if he gets Ukraine and it's 40 million people and it's major capitals to submit, he, he bombs them and smashes them into submission. Then he's looking at a guerrilla war insurgency forever. Yes, because like, the Ukrainians like aren't going to lie down. They're not going to lie but down. But worse, because yeah. it's more, they're more sophisticated, and they, they, they'll have the support and the continued flow of money and weaponry and intelligence from everyone around the world helping them fight this battle. Yeah, the only two people... I don't, I don't know why we don't hit this convoy. Um, I think they have been getting hit. We just don't have the news about it. Why don't they it? blow up the road? The, well, I mean, there was really, a bridge that I'm was blown up. I'm talking about like a gigantic crater, you know, the size of this city block well, where they they just can't go through. There's no place to go. Well, a lot of the, the tanks are breaking down and the guys are walking away. A lot of Russian soldiers are like, I didn't sign up for this. I thought I was on a training mission. And um, uh, Ukraine today, in speaking in Russian to the Russian people, they said to the mothers out there whose sons have been captured, we will gladly hand them back to you. Um, what we need from you is their names, where you think they may be, and we will see if we have them. And if we do, this is and they gave them the exact instructions on where to go through Ukraine into Poland to go pick up their sons and take them back to Russia. Okay. They're like, because we don't want to kill innocent people. People that are surrendering should just go home. So that's like, that's good um, PR. PR to the Russian people that don't want this. 150 people in uh, Putin's... 
No, like I said, this is like Florida invading Georgia. They're the same. It's not like you know Norway invading Cambodia. These are the same kind of people. Which brings me to a thing I wanted to talk about is the degree of real outrage and moral indignation around the world, or at least around the Western world, that seems to be by multitudes more intense and more profound mm-hmm. than what happened when the situation was going on in Syria. Now, I don't know if this is going to be a controversial thing to say, but, you know, these are white people. Oh, yeah. And Syria is not white people. Right. Technically, I guess they're Arabs and Asians. Um, but I understand it because I guess it's easier to empathize somebody that looks like you, whose family looks like yours. I mean, I think it's really not. I mean, it's subliminal. I don't think people even have control over it, like why they feel a more deeper empathy and connection to the Ukrainian people than they did to the Syrian people or to the oh, Yemeni no, people. Oh, no, people have said it out loud. They're European. I mean, it's been said. But it's do you said. blame them? Is, is it part of our nature just to be to feel more empathy towards someone who looks like us, feels like us? Well, it's tribal. And by that same measure... Uh, when this was going on in Syria, why wasn't Jordan helping? Why wasn't Saudi Arabia helping? Why wasn't the UAE, UAE helping? You know, those are, those are your peeps, so to speak. And there was nothing from that. Yeah, there are, there, are, there are people living in Ukraine that are not... So at least we have empathy for our own people. They didn't even have empathy for their own people. Um, there are people in Ukraine that are not European descendants uh, that are from other parts of the planet. And they're getting blasted, and unfortunately. They're, they're not able to go into Poland, even Zelensky though they're Ukrainian. Should say, Zelensky needs to. needs to say something about that now, that this is not the way we are as a people. We need to welcome and help. But this is, you know, with love and compassion, every single person Ukrainian, regardless of their belief, regardless of their skin color, regardless of their origin. This he's he's got a today. lot on his hands. I mean, that's he a big is, one. He, it is. He, you're right. You're not wrong. But he's not the one taking people in. People are leaving him. So it's, it's, it's for the the Polish people, it's for everybody else in Europe, those leaders going, hey, come on, guys. It's on them. It's not on Zelensky. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, it would be great if he said it, but he's got... The man is amazing. True. What, how he has got... This moment came to him, which he wasn't... Everybody was hoping that diplomacy... He stood up to Trump, too. He said he no. He did. He did. He and said, people, no, I can't do that. Even though he was the voice of Paddington Bear in Ukraine and was on Dancing with the Stars in Ukraine and played a guy who became the president by accident in Ukraine. I'll Dave. Um, he also, I think his background also is like in political science, and he's got all these other like bona fides to have been president sure. anyway. Um, that's just, you know, he's a very, very, obviously a very smart man. Balls of steel, because he was offered a way out. And that's what Putin was thinking, was they'll get him out, and then I can go into Kiev and just take over, because he won't even be there. And he's like, I'll no. fill the vacuum. Yeah, I'll fill it. And then... And, then and he can't kill him either, because that's a Geneva Convention thing, too. You can't target... You can't assassinate. Political leaders. And Military apparent, leaders, yes. Political leaders, no. No. And um, uh, the fact that he said, I don't need a ride, I need ammo. Yeah. Well, I, I just want to know where Putin goes from here. Hopefully How not with Fiona he, Hill what's, what's his best case scenario? His best case... Well, I mean... Zelensky said, he goes, stop bombing and we'll talk again. Just stop it. Because they're bombing apartment buildings. They're, they're bombing kindergartens. They're How bombing- does Putin escalate if we give more than tactical help? If we send some drone strikes? If we, were to, if we were to nail that convoy and just blast out 40 miles of Russian tanks and armored vehicles and Humvees, well, what would Putin do? The Ukrainians are getting stuff from us, from Sweden, is giving ammunition. Do you know how we're, they're getting it? Oh, things are, you know, dropping off it's trucks. It's a big country, I guess. It's just, just you, drop it off a truck across Poland. You can fly Poland. them in airfields. They know where the troops are. They and you just, you, hey, country. it wasn't, you don't have our insignia on it. It's just, 
oh, look at drone. I can use drone. Um, and I mean, you saw the TikTok video, the woman teaching people how to drive a tank. Mm-hmm. No, I did not. That's awesome. And then the sunflower seed lady. Mm-hmm. Did you hear about yep. her? Love her. Um, and then all the signs on the on the freeway. I didn't know that the sunflower is a national flower of it Ukraine. Is. That's it pretty is. awesome, actually. In fact, my my neighbor whose house is torn down, mm-hmm. there's a huge sunflower patch there. I took a picture of it the other day. Um, no, I mean, it, put these sunflower seeds in your pockets. So at least put so these seeds you in die, your pockets, so when you die, sunflowers will grow here. Yeah. where your body was. Yeah, and then all the signs for road signs are basically F Putin, mm-hmm. which I love. I just think they really the only key to this is getting the Russian people to rise up in such numbers, such overwhelming numbers. I mean, I think, what is it, 200 million people in that country? You know, and half of them, most of them are not in Siberia. Most of them are in, in you know, European Russia. Well, I mean, St. Petersburg, Moscow, even Moscow, there were uh, protests against this. Well, I mean, I'm talking about like, you know, 50 to 100,000 people. Well, you know, 50 you cities. Just, you, you just can't arrest that many people. Well, 50 cities, you've yeah, got 2,000 people. people. You can arrest them all. Well, they've, I think they've arrested 7,000 so far, which is a lot. Is um, it? I think so. Okay. Um, I mean, can you imagine 7,000 people? That's yeah, a big right? country, though. But still, I mean, that's a lot it's of people. It's 100 people in 70 cities. It's a lot of people. Um, and put, put them in a situation where they're just overwhelmed, where they can't arrest people. And there's just too many people. And that's the thing. That's why these sanctions are, are. Everybody was like, well, the sanctions didn't work after Crimea. Well, you know who didn't enforce them? Donald John Trump. Correct. He did not enforce those sanctions. And they were not as bad as they are now. By, we didn't go specifically to Putin or the oligarchs. And now the oligarchs are going to be like, dude, dude, dude. That's where it's going to, that's where I think the money guys are going to be like, I can't even, they're going to start taking the yachts. taking assets yep. away from people. Hi, uh, Trump uh, Tower, uh, check uh, there. Most of these oligarchs are now living in London mm-hmm. with their assets protected from Putin and they want nothing to do with him. Right. They got while the getting was, getting was good. Now they're out. You know, some like Derek Olapovsky and those guys, you know, they're still kind of under his thumb. But at a certain point, you can only you can only control so many people. You can only wield your power. You know, it, it diffuses. Yeah. There's, you, you know, I can direct it all on you and kill you, but I can't do that same power over 100 people. Right. You, get, you all get a slap on the wrist. Right. And at um, some point, people start closing in on you. Yeah. He definitely <clears throat> did not. Because of Donald Trump, he thought that NATO wouldn't wake up and that Europe would be like, eh, it's just Ukraine. What do we care? Well, it's Poland's right there and they are a part I'm of upset NATO. upset at how poorly, uh, you know. I've Hungary been... is supporting Ukraine. That's huge. Uh, what's the name of their, their dictator there? The last uh, Erdogan. dictator to come? Erdogan. Erdogan. No, that's, yeah, that's Turkey. Yeah, that's Turkey. Hungary is a, is, um, uh, he's a, he's a, I think he calls himself the last dictator or something. Yeah, he's um, not Erdogan. He's. Um, hey, Siri, who's the president of I Hungary? I know who it is. Darn it. Erdogan and Okay, that guy. Um no, that's not right. Hungary. Hold on. Hungary. Yeah, I thought it was something different too. No, it's not. She's wrong. Uh Hungarian. Hungary. Siri, you're getting slapped down. Uh, Orban. Victor, Victor Orban. Orban is Hungary's. Not a good guy. No, not at all, but he's like and even China cuz a lot of people were positing that China would They abstained. They abstained. Which means I'm not supporting you. Um, like, you know, Xi Jinping does not want any part of this. And now, he, he, Victor, you know, Vladimir Putin was on the world stage three weeks ago shaking hands and meeting and, chug, and yucking it up with Xi. Like, we're going to really give it to the to the, the Yankees. Now, you know. Well, and they were looking at this going, let's see what the world does. Because we would like Taiwan. New but phone, if the world, who dis? Yeah, and the t- Chinese saw that the world came apart. 
team against Putin for Ukraine, it's like, don't even think about taking Taiwan right now. Not a good idea. Especially if this, really especially if this works. Like, I, I, I'm still trying to figure out what his off-ramp is. Like, he didn't give himself an off-ramp. Maybe he didn't think he needed one. He didn't need one. He didn't think so. And he's not going to destroy Kiev or major cities too much because then he would have to rebuild them. Because think about what he did in Syria. He wasn't going to stay there. It also increases the level of antipathy the entire world has against him. He he becomes a hated, historically hated, Stalin-esque figure. Mm -hmm. And I think his legacy, I think this was done partially to try to create a, a... you know, an, a historic legacy for himself. This a is Lenin-esque right. legacy. Ahead, Speaking please. of China, the UN General Assembly adopted a resolution condemning Russia's invasion of Ukraine, 141 to 5. 35 nations abstained. The five that voted no, Belarus. Who? Oh, Belarus, Belarus, obviously. excuse me. We should be hitting them with sanctions, by the way. We and will be. We should have hit them immediately when he let the troops amass on their border and, and enabled their invasion. Well, Belarus... Eritrea, Eritrea, yeah. Uh, North Korea, Syria, and Russia. The other thirty-five nations abstained. I assume Israel, North Korea, Syria, oh, and Russia. And Russia. Uh, those I, were guessable, by the way. Yeah, those were easily guessable. I mean, tell, I mean, who wants to be in that club? Nobody. Well, they do, obviously. Um, but that's good. I mean, and and like I said earlier, Ukraine has submitted to the Hague war crimes. Mm-hmm. That have happened so far. Plus application to be admitted into the EU. And application to be admitted into the EU, hopefully within the week, by the weekend, if not sooner. Um, And then NATO will be not far behind because. He's now justified. Yeah, them joining it. I mean, it's, it's amazing when you get Switzerland to say, we're freezing assets. They didn't do that during World War II. And that was horrific. And they were stealing the, you know, the gold fillings out of Jews' teeth back then. Exactly. And then Sweden going, hi, we're going to help you guys with some arms. What do you need? That doesn't happen. This is like... Well, it, you know, there's, there's a critical mass that builds up, and all of a sudden, everybody now feels comfortable throwing a punch. Well, and my favorite is Tucker... Because he's wobbling. Tucker Carlson. Is he trying to backpedal? Oh, yeah. He said the other day... This is so funny. Russia didn't call me a racist. Russia didn't try to have me fired. Oh, no, no, no. It's even better. Well, that's he, what he said originally. He said that originally. I mean, Putin, and then rather. He, uh, I believe it's Midas Touch um, did a, a montage of him supporting Russia up until, I guess, Monday, where he said, I don't know why people are saying that I support Russia. Jesus. And his listener, his, I don't know how his viewers don't get whiplash. From, they were listening all week last week to him supporting Russia, or at least not supporting Ukraine. Supporting Russia until he wasn't, he wasn't out for, outwardly supporting him, like last Thursday, but he still wasn't supporting Ukraine. And I was like, why are people saying I was for Russia? We have it on tape, you traitorous POS. Or maybe he's just an entertainer, which is what he is. I mean, he's, he's the slightly more palatable version of Alex Jones at this point. Yeah, it was Midas Touch did a... Um, a combination of all of Tucker Carlson's supporting of Russia. Like they didn't like what you said. What they haven't called me a racist. They haven't fired me. They haven't tried to cancel me. I'm sorry, but Putin would try to cancel you. I, oh, I know what I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about how poor. Like you know, ever since Biden's become president, I feel like there's been this very, very repulsive kind of virtue signaling on the part of the media that we watch, mm-hmm. trying to I think be overly critical. Oh yeah. Of. Biden to say, hey, look how objective we are. Oh, yeah. I mean, they covered inflation for four months like it was the fucking Holocaust. I know. You know, it's like, dude, a, a little, and the degree of deafness and skill and real masterful mastery 
that Joe Biden has displayed in the last two weeks in handling this incredibly delicate, incredibly perilous situation has been legendary. Yeah. It's the reason you get somebody like this as president, and he's gotten zero credit for it. They, they spend no time talking about how brilliantly and deftly this sleepy old man has handled this incredibly dangerous global crisis. Just think about in the past year what he's had to deal with. In a year. A pandemic which went from 1% vaccination, one shot, to 80% of us at least one shot in this country. No, he quintupled the rate of vaccination. They, and the, the previous administration had nine months to put a vaccination plan in place. They knew that a vaccine was coming. So it wasn't like they started the second the vaccine was available. Right. You create an infrastructure so that when it's there, you put it in there. Okay, so he had the pandemic. A budding cold civil war, because that's been happening for the past four years. Um, a, a economy in the tank, okay? So he's got a pandemic, the depression, a, per, a coming civil war, and then potentially World War III, all in a year. And he's done 5.7% GDP last year. 5.7%, 7.1% in the last quarter of last year. That's insane. And everybody's like, oh, he's recovering jobs. No, 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 no. No. Yes, a lot of jobs were recovered, but we're down to 4% unemployment, which was better than anything Trump ever had. I mean, yes. So we're back to normal growth. employment. I mean, granted, the growth is from a, a historic dip, but still, but still we're at 4%. everything's going in the right direction. When, when Trump took office, it was on its way down, but it never got to 4% under him. It just went up. In fact, unemployment was starting to go up before the pandemic hit because of Trump's policies, which President Biden pointed out yesterday and got booed for because... Oh, no, we can't, you know, be mean to rich people. Um, and and the thing is, is his, his with the press, though, if you just think about Bill Clinton and President Obama as well, the press always, okay, if there's a Democrat in the White House, we have to have Republicans on because they're the opposition voice. But when a Republican is in the White House, we have to have Republicans on because they need to be on. It's they always <coughs> Always. Oh, always. While we're at it, there's something that the media does. Every station does it. Every news channel does it. And I think they should just stop. Whether it's, uh, you know, Trey Gowdy on or Jim Jordan or, you know, Adam Schiff or whoever it is, it'll say the name, it'll say a letter, it'll say their job, it'll say their state. What I would love for them to do stop saying the letter. Stop saying the letter. Because the second I see a letter, I immediately filter everything they say through the perception of what I think a, a liberal or a conservative is. You can say it after, but let me at least take in everything this person said without some sort of preconceived notion and, you know, shaping in my brain what this person's actual intentions are. Let me just listen to them and then tell me if they're a Republican or a Democrat. I don't know why they do that. I don't know why nobody's figured that out. Well, because, because, because that's just... like I immediately would. I if you know I see somebody that's an arm. You know I don't know every politician in the state. I don't know every congressman and every governor. Kim Reynolds. I didn't even watch, but she's an she's idiot. gross. She's an idiot. I mean, you know, it's it was like you know she somehow gave one of the handmaids. One of the handmaids got to be governor, yeah. and it, it's Kim Reynolds. Well, did you notice um, Justice Handmaid was sitting next to Justice Beerbong yesterday? Justice, oh, Amy Coney Barrett was, was sitting, sitting next, next to, to Kavanaugh. Okay. And it's like, that's an interesting pairing. Like, why? maybe it's because they were the last two and that's how you have to sit together. Like, they were the last two put in place. Why is it interesting that they're sitting together? Because, I mean... 
You can't even do Justice Handmade and Justice I Like Beer. I mean, the two most opposite humans on the planet. I mean, you know, are they more opposite than Clarence Thomas is than, you know, Stephen Breyer? Well, Stephen Breyer is more opposite than a white Jewish liberal and a, a black conservative. I think they they were sitting together just because that's how they were put into place. But so speaking of the Supreme Court, Judge Jackson, my class, my former classmate ish, sort of. She's a little younger than you. Yes, she is. Um, uh, She graduated, I think, in 80. Not that much younger. Six years. But my brother was in debate class with her. She was like she was a rock star then. Like people knew. Yeah. Like they didn't know she's going to be a go to Harvard and be a magna cum well, laude graduate. No, they knew they she knew was going to go to Harvard. Right. And be, you know, she was that person. Right. But um, oh, Vivek Murthy. You said also, that, yeah. Palmetto guy. Yeah. So she. Um, I've accomplished nothing with my the guy. The guy first of all goes to Harvard. Right. Gets a degree in biochemical sciences and another degree. Then goes to Yale Medical School and then says, "Oh, I haven't done enough, so I'm going to get an MBA." Then gets an MBA from Yale Business School. I think I should just like hit a cop and stand in front of a Seven <laughs> Eleven. Like I feel like I, you read these people's Wikipedia pages, like where do these people come from? I mean, you know, it, yeah, Palmetto. Go, it, Palmetto's but, created a lot of a. Uh, yeah, she's just. But what I like about Judge Jackson, which is a first, and she will be confirmed in spite of Lindsey Graham, who confirmed her recently, but won't now. Um, what I like about her was she was making a lot of money in the private sector, doing really really good work as a lawyer. And then quit and became a federal public defender. So huge cut in pay. Mm-hmm. And then being a defense attorney versus a prosecutor, which I love. We need that on the Supreme Court. We I mean, she, really, might, she, really might have had, she might have had a long-term plan. We're talking about really brilliant people. It's she not is. like she's doing things. They don't do anything randomly. No, they don't. And, and obviously, any of the women that, that the president was considering are all highly qualified for I just job. wish he said, I'm going to pick the most qualified candidate possible. And you not, mean, not Reagan, j- when Reagan said, I'm going to pick a woman, nobody gave him crap. Well, it when doesn't George matter what somebody else did. This, this Bush, is the time we're living in now. When George H.W. Bush basically said, I'm going to pick a black guy, nobody gave him crap either. So I I'm just sorry think the com, it bothers the comms me. On it are terrible. It's just like the best way to do it is his his people already are are his peeps already know he's going to pick who he's going to pick. Wink, wink. He says, "No, I'm not. You know, I'm not going to make any statements. I'm just going to tell you that I'm going to put the most qualified person I can possibly find on the court. I will let you know who that person is when I make the make the decision when I announce my nominee, and I'm not discussing it until then. And then he picks a black woman and make, as the nominee. It's like I don't know why he even gives him the opportunity to obfuscate the issue, to change the subject, to distract, to talk about affirmative action or reverse discrimination or blah 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 it's not whether he's right or wrong it's it's you got to play the game you got to play according to the rules of the game that you're in that's the game we're in right now well he also why give them that opportunity he said the same thing during the primaries that he would pick a woman to be his running mate and so when he got the nomination are you still going to pick a woman yeah i am going to pick a woman Mm -hmm. end of statement so they basically asked him a campaign promise are you going to pick a black woman to be on the Supreme Court, should you get a seat? He, he doesn't have yes. to answer the question that way. He can just answer the question the way he wants. He's the president of the United States. He can say, And then that I'm gets gonna... worse. Then he's obfuscating. Then he's not answering the question. And then blah, 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 blah. It doesn't get the worse. The press hates him hit, no matter hit, what. His side already knows what he's going to do, and they know that he's buffeting, buffering himself against those particular attacks. If they want to keep it up, fine. But now it's all of a sudden, it's, he's Mr. Affirmative Action President. 
or she can't be the most qualified person. Uh, yeah, she kind of can. Well, and then the other, uh, some of the other arguments, this is hilarious. Do we have to have another Harvard grad on the Supreme Court? Oh, now we're upset about Harvard and well, Yale we thought and it was Stanford? Gonna, we thought it was going to be the gal from South Carolina who went to an HBCU, which would have been nice. Which is Judge Childs. Yeah, which would have been great. But she's slightly more corporate and doesn't have the defense attorney experience and the sentencing guideline experience, which I think is excellent. She worked on a sentencing gu- Judge Jackson worked on a on a... I want to say it's a think tank, but I don't think it was that. But to help jurisdictions in the federal level figure out how to do sentencing guidelines that are appropriate and not too out there. So that's also another thing that's different. You mean min maxes and uh, three strikes and you're out. Yeah, those kinds of things Um, to help. I mean, that's 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 law enforcement by by bumper sticker. Right. And so she she was part of like figuring out how to make them more fair. And so that's another thing that she's bringing that nobody else has brought to the Supreme Court that is very important. I want more judges on every level of the benches to have been defense attorneys, criminal defense attorneys especially, but any you know, only criminal defense attorneys because corporate defense, whatever. Um, but criminal defense attorneys are important to be in judgeships because they have a, a different – I love prosecutors. They're great, but – Come on. We need people that understand that sometimes the wrong guy is convicted. No, I don't know any prosecutor that believes that. I have friends of mine that are prosecutors, and it's just like everyone's guilty. Well, the defense attorneys are different. They bring a different point of view. Of course. And that's why we need more at, certainly at the, at the, the higher criminal level, level, and then at, at the, the appellate certainly level. at the appellate level. Yeah, we need them at every level, and having somebody that has done that on the Supreme Court level is good. We just need three more. We need three more. How about Manchin? Mm. Just putting a hatchet in our back again. Yeah. Um, he is, uh, here's what we need to do, kids. There are five seats that we could get in the Senate. No, no, this is a historically favorable map for the Democrats, and I think they have three retirements of incumbents. Yes. And and we, we don't, everybody's saying we just need two. No, 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 no. We need four. Because if two, if Cinema and Manchin decide to become Republicans, then we're back down to a 50 Well, they can't 70. become Republicans because they, they, can't, they can't get elected again. Yeah, yeah, but they could become Republicans while they're still in office and then do Republicanisms and then maybe get the job back. Cinema doesn't care. I think she's just in it for the No, money. she's feathering her nest. Yeah. She's going to do corporate bidding for six years. She doesn't care. Ruben Gallego is going to take that seat yeah, from her take in 2024. And believe me, the kind of damage or the kind of what we, it's damaged us, but the kind of largesse you can provide for a corporate America and the banking sector in six years as a senator, especially in a 50-50 Senate, it's worth billions. Oh, yeah. Like that that athlete, that Eileen Gu, the Chinese athlete, the snowboarder, uh. it's like who decided, who grew up, was born in San Francisco, who grew up in America, decided to compete for China. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that was a weird decision. That but it's like, when you decision. think about it, if you're China, you have this girl who's gorgeous, she's a model, mm-hmm. she's a world-class athlete, an elite champion world-class athlete. Oh, and she got like a 1580 on her SAT, so she's also a genius. Mm-hmm. You know the propaganda value of a person like that? It's a billion dollars. If you're the Chinese Communist Party, her propaganda value to you is a billion dollars. So think about what they offered her and her family. Yeah. And her talking about, oh, my mom, and want to honor her heritage. Bah, you're so full of... Right. I think it's she's one of these really smart people that just happens to think everyone else is really dumb. You know, as people, it's like they just say, oh, you're going to buy whatever that I put out there right. because I'm really smart and you're not. Right, right, right. Well, we're not buying it. If you want to compete for China, good for you. But don't don't give us a load of that it's uh, some sort of, you know, maternal right. whatever lauding of your mom's heritage. Right, right, right. You already have 40 individual corporate sponsorships of companies in China. And you're probably going to make $50 million off the Olympics. Probably. So can we talk about the, um, uh, Bobert and 
Marjorie Three Toes? Well, I love the fact that she says 13 people killed. That's a good reminder. I'm glad she reminded me that, that 13 people were killed. You know why? I'm glad she reminded me of that. Because it was a f- <coughs> small number, 13 too many, but still, it could have been Just millions. It could have been thousands. When people talk about the, Afga- the, the messiness of the Afghanistan withdrawal, mm-hmm. let's really look at what that was. We were in the middle of a multi-trillion dollar, mm-hmm. 20-year mm-hmm. quagmire mm-hmm. in a third world country mm-hmm. on the other side of the world mm-hmm. with more people profiting and making money and bilking that situation than you would find in a mid-city phone book. Right. Okay. Everybody. So you think you're going to, we're going to waltz away from that like Roger Rabbit out of the scene? It's the fact that we didn't get 60,000 people out. We got 100,000. We got 125,000 yeah. people out in an airlift. When they said 60, Very we, have, quickly. we have to get 60,000 people out. We didn't lose a single civilian life. We tragically lost 13 service members due to one suicide bomber that's impossible to stop. Mm-hmm. And we extracted basically everyone out of there in a month. And people had warnings. And if you wonder why the Taliban was so easily ran, overran those cities, they didn't, they didn't fight for them. Those cities had pre-negotiated yeah, because Donald Trump, Trump did. and Pompeo... Mm-hmm. Already negotiated the surrender of the United States, mm-hmm. so you know these are war. These are this is this is incredibly complicated, sophisticated region, and these different there are sects and their religions and their political factions and there's tribal factions. They did they they just turned over the city. Okay, your turn now. It's like they're not that much different than each other over there. It's an internecine battle that's going on in that country or relations. It's not even a battle, and now the Taliban are running the show. Again. But it's because. Trump and Pompeo gave it up. So they yeah. basically set Biden up to fail. As, as, and as ugly as that exit was, you know, there's only one person that might have been responsible for that mess. I'm, you know, if I had to guess, I'd say it's Jake Sullivan, mm-hmm. the National Security Advisor. I'm sure he took all the intelligence and said, yeah, you have two or three months. Well, you we should have looked it. a little bit yeah. harder. And I, I'm sure Biden took Sullivan's advice. You know, I don't know if you know about this kid. He's got like the platinum-plated resume, oh, yeah. Rhodes Scholar, this, that, whatever. A wonderkind who was advising, I think, Hillary when he was like 27 or 8. But uh, he was just wrong. Right. I mean that that that's a resume that's a that's a turn in your resignation kind of wrong. Right. And uh he skated for whatever reason but uh I think that needs to be revisited by history in terms of in retrospect. Oh it will be. How difficult that job was and how good of a job we did in impossible situations given that basically our entire intelligence apparatus and that's a very, very difficult part of the world to extract intelligence from for language reasons, for, you know, ethnic reasons. It's just difficult. You know, we did as good a job as I think anybody could have done, especially given the fact that the previous administration threw us threw him under the bus to make it as difficult for him as possible. Exactly. 13, and so, 13 lives lost, 125,000 people evacuated. And she said it while he was talking about Bo and cancer. Oh, because... He, well, what was that weird Pelosi moment? I don't it know. She was excited weird. about it was, something. It was pretty weird. But while he was talking about burn pits that are giving people brain cancer. She was getting cancer. ready to get up and applaud. But um, but he basically was talking about uh, moonshot, which is his cancer thing that started under Obama that my mom actually met with the vice president. At she the does have a GED, correct? Bobert? Yes. That's all she's got. Yes. Um, and her husband uh, flashed himself to teenagers. Nice. So like that dummy AOC who... Is graduated a major? with honors, yeah. with degrees in economics uh-huh. and, po- and political science. I think too. international relations yeah, yeah. from a from a very good university. Yeah. But she's the dummy. Yeah, yeah I think because she's young and she talks in a high voice. And and she's it's like, pretty. It's like yeah, terrible. And if you but like if 
you listen to her talk, she never says anything dumb. No, she's a very she smart woman. Any, yeah, it's just like, she's okay. She's very smart. She does have a I high voice. I get why you want to marginalize her. Yeah. Because she's pretty and she talks in a high voice. And so maybe you can make it seem like she's young or she's dumb or she's saying stupid stuff. But she has a fairly sophisticated understanding of every issue I've ever seen her pressed on. When she was questioning Michael Cohen, she was the one that brought out the whole tax evasion stuff. She did that questioning. And she does her homework, clearly. She Because she didn't study every one of these issues at Boston no. College. She learned. Yes. And she, she's, a, she's a very smart politician. I think she's going places that one. And then um, Marjorie Three Toes <clears throat> tried to have her you lie moment, basically. Remember that? Um, so when, when uh, the president was speaking about securing our borders, which people are being captured as they try to cross, which means it's working. Yes. So when we catch people, that means it's working. It's not bad. Like when we catch drugs coming over, it's not a bad, that's a good thing. Um, anyway, she it's stood up. Interdiction. It's a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. So she stood up, Marjorie Three Toes stood up and said, she started tra- chanting, build the wall. Uh, nothing worse than trying to start a chant and nobody joins. It's like trying you. to start a wave and nobody gets up and does that. I mean, it would have been just as dumb. And then one of no, the. No, that's dumber. That would have been You could be stretching. I'm just right. stretching. Oh, <laughs> nobody got. Um, and then another lawmaker turned to her and said, sit down. Because did she really think she was going to get a chant? <clears throat> During the State of the Union, uh, when half the Republicans were missing. A, half the, and by the way. Oh, by the way, all the people that might have joined her in a chant weren't there. Well, and they remember, had name tags on their chairs. Remember Lauren Boebert said she wasn't going to go to the State of the Union because you had to be tested or wear a mask. Or okay, got it. And so, and if you tested positive, you, there were five people that tested positive that wanted to go that couldn't. Um, and so she, I guess, got tested. Because she wouldn't have been there. Yep. So she complained about something and then she showed up anyway because she's just about performance Because she wants art. to be on TV and she knew that she'd have a chance to yell something out and be a... What are the odds that Kevin McCarthy will not be elected Speaker of the House if the Republicans take over Big. House Representatives? Big. Who Jim Jordan. You think so? If he, if he, there are five people, six people in the House of Representatives. He's not a strategic enough. He's got, he's got a big mouth and he knows how to talk, but he's not a, enough of a strategic thinker. Matt Gates, if he doesn't go to prison before that. But here are the six people that. It's only child trafficking. Don't make it like it's a big deal. <laughs> here are the six people, folks, that um, in your district that you need to vote out. Paul Gosar, Jim Banks, Jim Jordan, Lauren Boebert, Marjorie Green, Matt, Matt Gates. Gates. I don't. I don't know if that gets you get me those six out. Then that kind of BS starts to go away because those are the crazies. But maybe there's maybe they're living in areas where people are, are you know pro BS. Maybe there are an ext- you know these there there are pockets of this country with just a lot of shitty people in them. Yeah. And um, we have more to talk about. Maybe you do. I do. I'm going on a on a mental vacation. No, a um, what is it called when you uh, when you don't talk for a long period of time vow of silence vow of silence okay then i'll I'm just gonna read. dedicate a vow of silence to you wow all right then you okay that's paid. it <laughs> it's over that's it that's over <laughs> the strike, the strike's over <laughs> thank you for listening to from the bunker 